Sam with hair had his run. It was a good time, but that guy's dead and he needs to be dead. He sucks. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves. Tomorrow marks two weeks to the day. We are headed west, Sin City, Las Vegas for Money in the Bank. We've got a lot to get to from Raw, from SmackDown. And much like Edge and the Judgment Day, Vic Joseph has been unceremoniously ousted from After the Bell. So I had to find a suitable replacement. There's little to no truth to what I just said about the ousting, but the suitable replacement is accurate. He is the last professional broadcaster. You may know him from many of the WWE kickoff specials, etc., etc. He is the co-host, co-star of Jim and Sam in the morning on Sirius XM. He is Mr. Sam Roberts. Sam, thanks for hanging out and uh, helping me not wreck the ship. Thank you for having me. Uh, I thought we were going to do the Judgment Day. I've been working on my shoulders so I could be your Rhea Ripley. You got a lot more work to do, okay? okay. <laughs> uh, it's not to say that there's not hope. There, there's not a possibility. But uh, as it stands, Vic had uh, some, some other obligations. So we gave him the week off. He'll be back next week, probably. Unless you, Sam, churn out a performance that is worthy of the second chair here on After the Bell. This is equal parts <laughs> you filling in for Vic and auditioning for his job. So if Vic is on the show next week, it means that I didn't do good enough this week. Basically. Okay, got it. No pressure. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Tonight, as After the Bell drops, it is Friday. We are headed toward Roman Reigns versus Riddle, WWE Undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship match. Listen, Sam, are you as tired of spitting out that mouthful of words as I am? That is way too many words for one title. It is, but it's way too many championships for one title, too. It's a, it's a lot to all take in. It represents everything, right? I agree. I just think we need to rebrand. Less words. Just make it the WWE Championship or the U- Universal or the WWE Universal. I can deal with that. But when you start dealing with Undisputed, there's just a lot of verbiage there. I get tongue-tied. No, yeah, I know. I think the reason that you want there to be less words is not you wearing your fan cap, it's you wearing your commentator cap. You're just tired of saying it. Yeah. My broadcasting cap. It's it's, it's a lot of weight on my shoulders. Uh, However, regardless of what title they are fighting for, it is going down tonight. Riddle's one and only opportunity because if Riddle fails to dethrone the head of the table tonight, 
he will no longer be eligible to ever receive a championship match as long as Roman Reigns is champion, which, let's be honest, is extremely likely. But let's talk about Riddle, man. Riddle has been red hot. We got to talk about the alliance, RK bro, when it first formed, no one was really sure what to make of it. And in short order, became one of, if not the hottest act in all of WWE, definitely on Monday Night Raw. Randy out of the picture, dealing with some injuries right now. Uh, Riddle, man, he, he's doing doing the work. Yeah, I think Riddle is the is the poster boy for the phrase, just be undeniable. You know, I don't think that Riddle was was designed to be a top star in the WWE, but he didn't allow anything to stop that from happening. You know, I think uh, I think the same thing as you. I think that when when we saw RK Bro form, it looked like something that maybe a short term thing that was going to end the way a lot of Randy Orton partnerships end, which was with the RKO, the ultimate betrayal, and eventually a victory from Randy Orton. Uh, but there's just there was there's something genuine about the relationship between Randy Orton and Riddle. And I think that I think that it brought out the best in both of them. I think that everybody saw that. And I think that it changed a lot of people's perspective on Riddle. You know, Riddle yeah. is a guy who, no matter what position he's been in in WWE, has has made his thing. A centerpiece of the show. It's what people leave talking about, whether he's bothering somebody backstage or he's, you know, inching his way up the card, inching his way up the card. He's just, he's undeniable. I agree with you wholeheartedly, particularly from bell to bell. We've known what Riddle's been about for quite some time, even prior to WWE. I mean, Riddle had a buzz about him before arriving in NXT. We know what he did in NXT. And, and no one would argue that Riddle can't go from bell to bell. And Riddle has, of course, provided so much entertainment He's been the entertainment of RK Bro, and it's you know ca caught on with the, with the fans with the WWE universe. But what I saw Monday night was what I've been waiting to see: the switch flipped, the the fire inside Riddle when Riddle fired up on Paul Heyman, and when he was staring a hole into the camera. That's what it takes to be the guy. That's when I finally believed. I knew he, they're they're going to have a banger of a match tonight, regardless. There, there's no doubt in my mind. It's going to be an awesome matchup. But I started to believe a little bit Monday that Riddle has what it takes inside. And maybe maybe it's not fully developed. Maybe it's not quite where it needs to be to be the top dog. But we definitely saw a flash of it Monday night, in my opinion. Would you agree? Absolutely. I mean, Riddle's one of those guys that like I've been a huge fan of for a really long time. And he's one of those guys that I've, I've been looking for to win a Royal Rumble match, win a Money in the Bank match, win something that will push him into that conversation, that will get him to the place where it's like, no, this is a main event guy. This is a world title contender. And I think that he got it done by becoming part of the top act, arguably in WWE for a period of time with RK Bro. And I think that in lieu of a briefcase or a, or a, or a Royal Rumble win or something like that, he did have to prove to the audience that he's not just there for a good time, that he is... Right an elite level athlete that's performing on the level of a Roman Reigns, for example. And I think that, that as the kind of silliness gets stripped away and you see what's underneath and you see that thing that, that has made him a multi-sport athlete, you go, Oh, Oh, this guy's the real deal. This isn't an accident that he's here.
Exactly. It's so much more than just entertainment. Yes, he's hilarious. Hey, Randy, you look around any arena that we've played in the, in the last year. There are RK Bro shirts everywhere. It's wildly popular. But Monday night, to me, really solidified that Riddle is in a position that he belongs in. Or I should say, let me rephrase that. He belongs in the position that he is in and could be ready to step up to the next level. That all remains to be seen tonight, Friday night SmackDown on Fox. I'm sure we will discuss that at length next week in the wake of this big-time matchup. And Sam, while we're talking Friday Night SmackDown, my biggest takeaway from this past Friday had to be the new Intercontinental Champion, Gunther. Now, this is a guy, we've had him on the show. Uh, he was called something slightly different. It's escaping me <laughs> at the moment. I don't know why. Anyway. <laughs> I don't remember. I, no one does. No one does. And if you say you do, then you're probably uh, mistaken. But listen, I, I there are very few guys that I can honestly just say I'm a fan of. When I watch each and every time Gunther's on my TV screen, I'm impressed. And as we can see, he's now the Intercontinental Champion. So obviously Gunther is is working. He got the opportunity, is capitalizing. To me, Gunther stands out by being different in his simplicity. We live in an era where the bigger you are, the more athletic you want to become. It's not uncommon these days to see a, a six foot five, 300 pound guy be able to do a moonsault or to dive over the top rope to the floor. Gunther is, is almost a throwback to your, your William Regal, uh, Fit Finley era, just simplicity that looks agonizing and those chops. And I think the WWE universe is finally starting to understand what NXT UK has known, what the independents around the world have known for many years. And that I almost called him that other thing. Gunther <laughs> is the genuine article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, too, that it's so amazing to not only see him on SmackDown, but see him succeeding. Because he's one of those guys that whether it was in NXT or NXT UK or on the independence, it was like, man, he would kill it on Raw or SmackDown, but it's never going to happen. Right. And even when he was in NXT, you would look at that NXT field and go like, any of these guys might get called up, but not Gunther. It's never going to happen, right? And then he finally shows up and he's here and he's here for real. And he just dominates. Like we waited for him to dominate. I think that the, what you were saying, though, is right on about the throwback nature of it. Because we live in this time where so much is made of the spectacle of the in-ring. You know, we're, as fans, we're all so aware of everything that's going on that we're, we're rating little, little moves. I like this move. I like that move. And it becomes this, like, uh, you know, just a showcase almost. And you're focusing on the idiosyncrasies of what makes the sport. With Gunther. The reason that he's so believable and we look at this guy and we go, that's, that's the real guy is number one. I think he is. And number yeah. two, it's because he goes in and he goes to win wrestling matches. He gets in the ring to win matches and he looks to not like, how am I going to wow the audience? Uh, you know, how am I going to fit in this plancha somewhere? How am I going to do this? It's what do I need to do? to physically incapacitate my opponent in the shortest order possible. And you get that strategy. And, and that resonates with people because I, and I forgive me, I, I may have been William Regal who I had this conversation with somebody um, in my developmental days in NXT or FCW. There are very few 
maneuvers you will see on a WWE program that a person sitting at home can actually relate to and know how they feel, right? And the simpler, the better. People know how bad it sucks to be punched. People have been slapped across the chest. People get hit with low blows. There are, there are just a hand thumbed in the eye where everybody at home goes, oh, I know how bad that feels. That to me is what wheelhouse is is doing things to other WWE superstars that people at home are going, oh my God, I, that hurts. And, and if, if you're watching with your television on mute, then you're missing on possibly the most spectacular aspect of this game, those damn chops. That chop he hit Ricochet with, my God. You may have to throw some beeps in there or something because you said a certain name three times in a row. <laughs> that was not Gunther. Oh my God. <laughs> Mr. Monday Night Raw. I know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like when you see Gunther, you know, you know what I don't want to have a guy who's that mean looking and that forceful with a foot that big use his foot to slam into me. Yes, or to stand on the on the ropes and just stomp on your neck. Yeah, you you, you don't need a, a degree in physics. Right. To figure out, you don't need to go to med school to figure out like, oh, what kind of damage is that doing to the body? It's yeah, no, it sucks to have a giant man stomping on your neck because he's trying to take your title away. Yeah, I love it, man. I just I'm a fan of everything that he's doing right now. And and again, just in his simplicity, Gunther stands out from the field all across WWE to me. I think so too. There's and it's interesting because it is a simplicity, you know, but there is something that that and maybe it's that thing that you know you that you talk about in this world of sports entertainment so much that the hardcore fans are like, I know what this is, I know what this is, I know what this is, but that's the real deal. I know what this is, I know what this is, but that that one's the real deal. And that's the simplicity of Gunther and the fact that like there's nothing about him that makes you think, oh, he doesn't really want to hurt this guy. No, he really wants to hurt he this absolutely. guy. Absolutely. There are zero holes in Gunther's game. And he was on this podcast, uh, I don't know, probably a year or so ago at this point. And he is as cold-blooded and stoic as he appears on screen all the time, highly intelligent. And it makes it almost more menacing and disturbing to hear how intelligent he is and know how much pleasure he derives from beating the living hell out of people. I mean, I, I, I interviewed him. I interviewed you the same day at WrestleMania media row. And it's, first of all, it's hilarious to see like Gunther doing a press junket. Right. But I remember like asking him about the fact that, that his name had recently changed and he didn't like, not only did he not care, he thought it was strange. It was like, it doesn't matter. Like, how dare you ask me is. that? <laughs> like, look at what I'm doing. You can call me whatever you want to call me. I'm smashing your face and I'm taking your title. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve. It's Steve. still terrifying. <laughs> yeah, guess what? I don't want Steve to kick my ass either. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm very excited to see what Gunther does with the Intercontinental Championship because that's a title that has been passed around and hasn't necessarily been featured in recent months. It wasn't even featured on WrestleMania to the best of my recollection. I don't think so. Uh, so I think maybe Gunther could be the guy to really elevate that title and make it another focal point, particularly when you've got the tribal chief, the head of the table, uh, coming around from time to time in more of an attraction role as opposed to week in and week out. But what's amazing is you're now looking at a SmackDown landscape where the Usos are the tag team champions. Roman Reigns is the undisputed world champion of the universe. And 
Gunther is the intercontinental champion with those three as champions. If if you're watching a show for title changes, this one might not be the one for you. (laughs) I don't foresee a lot of surprising outcomes uh, over the next, you know, few months, at least during the summer, but I'm, I'm loving everything about Gunther right now. I want to switch for a minute to Monday night raw because I want to, boast about something else that I've been enjoying and I'm privileged enough to be at ringside for recently this past Monday night, AJ styles and Seth freaking Rollins money in the bank qualifier. I could not, I I didn't have enough time to convey all of the layers and elements to that matchup because I was just busy calling a banger of a match. Two of the best in-ring competitors of our generation, which I don't know anybody who truly doesn't believe that, but Sam, here's where I'm going to get, I'm going to get bold on you. Oh, I love it. I love it. For my money, as a fan of this business, in my not quite humble opinion, Seth freaking Rollins is the best sports entertainer, professional wrestler, superstar, whatever label you want to put on him on earth. Whoa. Not just in WWE, not in America, in the world. I believe that in my soul after watching what Rollins has done night in and night out, week in and week out for, for years. It's when Rollins is in the ring, you're never going to be disappointed, but the trilogy of matches with Cody and then to recover after losing in hell in a cell, coming up on the short end of this hot rivalry, that the focal point story without missing a beat, reinsert himself in the top tier as the number one villain, bad guy on Monday night raw and continue to churn out these epic matches almost effortlessly. There's no one that can touch Rollins, in my opinion. Do you agree? It's a, I mean, talk about bold. That is a big statement. I'm sure there's a, a certain tribal chief that would not take kindly to it. Uh, Understood. I mean, uh, you know, it, 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 it is a, it's a solid argument. I mean, if you look at what, especially this era of Rollins has done, right? Because when you talk about sports entertainers, right? Not only in the ring. But the troll Rollins era of Seth Rollins, whether it's coming out in the shield gear with Roman or it's coming out in the polka dots with, uh, with, with, with Cody. I mean, there, there's, there's so many layers. And as I think you know, storytelling is, I think, is absolutely why I watch sports entertainment. And I think, you know, what attracts a lot of us to it is, is, this, is this ability to tell deeply meaningful stories. And sometimes that's done through interviews and attire. And sometimes it's done through a single match, like the story that AJ and Seth told. But but to your point, Seth doesn't miss lately when he's telling these stories. Whether It's, it's a, been a long time since Seth has missed. And I do feel like, you know, there were people who were critical of Seth when he was the champion. And there were people that felt like he didn't quite live up to that expectation, right? And so I think that there are some that feel like he's almost coming from beneath to kind of rebuild to what this this incarnation of Seth Rollins is. I think we're seeing the best Seth Rollins that we've ever seen, which is I saying agree. a lot. Which, I agree. Which is, I mean, saying a lot based on where we started. And to have such a body of work to this point to draw from, Already, think of what Rollins has accomplished. The fact that he has the greatest Money in the Bank cash in ever in, in, since Money in the Bank Without has been question. conceived. No one will argue that. And you almost, it's an afterthought. 
And then he brings it up on Monday Night Raw in the interview backstage. And I think a lot of people went, oh my God, you're right. I forgot about that. But to me, much like Roman Reigns evolved into the head of the table to be this dominant video game boss force that he is now, Rollins has finally reached his final form. And I don't want to say final form as in this is as far as it goes, but I mean complete. Rollins is firing on all cylinders. He knows who he is. And to your point, maybe people were critical or or people weren't thrilled when he was the champion. That's not the same guy. I'm talking 2022 Seth freaking Rollins, who has run, run the gamut and has been through everything that he has. But right now, from where I'm sitting, ringside, week after week, Rollins just doesn't miss. Yeah, and and I love the final form thing, right? Because I talk about that all the time. I feel like after I shaved my head, it was my step into achieving my final form. You know when you've hit it, right? When you're like, this that is That was me. your moment. That was your aha. You go like, yeah, this is, this is what it's supposed to be. Sam with hair had his run. It was okay. a good time, but that guy's dead, and he needs to be dead. He sucks, right? <laughs> this, this is the way it should be for me. Now, Seth, we're now going way higher levels. Uh, and I, and I, I think that, that you're right about Seth being different. And I think some of the reason that people forget about that cash-in is because Seth just takes you on these journeys with him. And Seth has the incredible ability to, to, to be this performer and have you forget everything that came before. You don't think about the other incarnations of Seth Rollins because he has you so transfixed in the in the moment, which I think is this understated quality that a, it, it's it's a masterclass because it's so understated that people don't even know it's happening. Um, I think that Seth is having this moment right now where people are going to have to catch up to him. I don't think people have figured out exactly how high a level Seth Rollins is playing on right now. You know, I, I'd say this. When you think about Cody, right, and you think about the trilogy of matches, anyone else, people would be so annoyed about three matches. Cody finally comes back to WWE, and three in a row, it's with Seth Rollins. Any other opponent, fans would go, you got to be kidding me. They're doing another rematch? Cody goes out with an injury, and what's the Cody match that everybody's waiting for? Cody versus Rollins four. And that says a lot about Rollins. It absolutely does. And Rollins lost all three of those high-profile matches. Yet, he is the name on the tips of everyone's tongue. That, that is my point. Is Rollins is, he's, he's bulletproof right now. And he just continues to get better and better. And you go out there with AJ and just tear it down. Because it's not like just fantastic character work. He's backing it up in the ring with compelling matches week after week after week. He can speak all night long and, and hold your attention. Everything about Rollins for my money. And I don't expect everyone to accept this, but I don't think I'm going to, it's going to have to put up a pretty strong argument to prove me wrong in my own mind on this right now. I'm just saying for all facets of the business right now, Rollins is really, really in his wheelhouse. He's found himself and he's untouchable. I love that you said that. Cause like when these arguments get made, I don't just, Corey Graves, my opinion is very, very meaningful. I don't just throw these things around willy-nilly. So I am going to have to go back into my, into my bat cave and do some significant research. But it's a, it's, a very, it's a very good argument. I think that Rollins is one of the best of all time. I think Rollins is the best he's ever been right now. 
And I'm hard pressed to think of a lot of people that are even in the same conversation as Seth Rollins. In the last decade, I not more than a handful. Yeah, that's right. That's right. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. You mentioned the phrase, best of all time. And I find that to be apropos because you on your Not Sam Wrestling podcast, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have not yet subscribed, make sure you do it. So Sam keeps coming back on my show. It's kind of like a, it's a barter deal, et cetera, et cetera. You have made a strong case for whom you believe is the best of all time. That being a certain person who we are celebrating currently his 20th year in the WWE fold Mr. John Cena, talk to me a little bit more about your stance on that situation. Yes, and this is something I like doing on on my podcast. It's just sitting there uh, with all my friends, which means the room is empty. Lonely Friday night, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, and it's me and a microphone, and I'm just letting my brain spill out because I think about this stuff so much. And it kind of started with with another Mount Rushmore conversation that I was having with somebody, and this I was like, they're so subjective, you know, I don't, I don't know. And this person said, well, I think when you're talking about Rushmore, you got to think about top guys, top guys. We all know that phrase, right? And so it's like, who has, is a top guy that was able to maintain being a top guy for a really long time? You know, Austin had years, but, you know, three maybe. 
Rock had a couple of years and they were great years and they're so impactful, but still not a decade, right? Two, right. three years. Right. Brett had probably a year. Sean, you know, not even really a solid year at any point. So you look at that list and you're like, you really, you've got Hulk Hogan, you've got Ric Flair. You'd probably argue Bruno San Martino. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes could be on that list. But John Cena. I agree. John Cena. And then you start looking like, okay, now that we've got this short list, where does John Cena rank? Well, first of all, just the amount of time, right? Like WrestleMania, inarguably, WrestleMania 21 or, you know, maybe even 22, but he won his first title at 21. And you're going all the way to 29 when he beats The Rock, right? So all of that period of time, he's the man, the, 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 the guy, final statement. And I go, okay, so he's got, he's the top guy. Obviously, WWE was successful during this period of time. But then I go, like, like what separates people? And I think that John Cena, for a period of time, especially when he was that guy, got this reputation online for people thinking it was, you know, Super Cena. It was the Cena show. It was just like everything was about Cena. But when you really look at it and you realize how much John Cena has contributed on every level, like yet not every single thing was a home run. But I said WrestleMania 29 because you go, well, John Cena was around for a lot longer than just WrestleMania 29. But it's like, yeah, after... A three-year storyline that was basically John Cena being humiliated by The Rock until he finally got the one victory. He never main evented WrestleMania again. He literally spent every other WrestleMania having a match with somebody that he won a bunch of them, but it was still about putting somebody new on a pedestal. Or it was about having a match with The Undertaker and losing in 90 seconds. Like, he's not one of these guys that clung on and wouldn't let go. I agree with that completely. And I think the funny thing about the internet wrestling community, to your point, that had the problem with John Cena, they were tired of Super Cena. They love to argue and debate the wrestling business, but they seem to forget the second half of that phrase. Yes. Because that ultimately is what this is about. Yes, everyone wants to have moments and memories and classic matches and cool spots and, and great entrances. Why does all that take place? For business, because you want people to leave their houses, throw down their hard-earned money, and come see WWE. Come see you, John Cena, do what you do. And to be able to do that at that level for that much time, not to mention the merchandise, not to mention all the appearances, all of the philanthropy work that Cena does tirelessly to this very day. I agree with you. I don't think anyone touches John Cena for no other reason than for the duration that he was on top. And I would love to look back at financials, you know what I mean? I don't have access to that sort of stuff, but I'm sure there's somewhere, some deep corner of the internet or, or somewhere in Stanford where I could go make a call and find <laughs> out the actual impact of John Cena. I remember when I was in NXT and I was doing live event uh, loops on the road and you got paid according to how, how many people were in the, in the arena that night. And I was of course, bottom of the, the ladder. I was doing the second match and just kind of getting my feet wet and acclimated as a, as a wrestler. Uh, but when Cena was on the show, my check was a lot bigger the next week, undeniably. And I guarantee you there are hundreds of superstars right now who you could call and say, wait a minute. Hey, when, when Cena was on the show, did you make more money? And, and I would be willing to bet that everyone across the board went, 
yeah, we loved having Cena on the show because then you'd have the other tour, which you know may, may have had Kane or Big Show on top or whoever that was, but you wanted to be on the Cena tour. Much like now, you want to be on the Roman Reigns tour because Roman Reigns is box office. And maybe Roman can surpass that. Roman's still got a few years left. Roman's still firing on all cylinders at the top of his game. Roman could be the guy who knocks Cena out of that spot. I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it could be, but like... You know, I, I I think Roman has finally hit his peak within the last really three years, say. So it's like there are still years, years, years to go before he's doing Cena numbers. And the other thing about Cena is he was mainstream famous way before he started taking time off to do movies and to try to get out there like he could have gotten off the road. A lot sooner than he did. I love that you brought that up. You kind of beat me to to what my point was going to be. Look at The Rock. The Rock may be the most famous man in the world right now. No one would deny that. But I'm curious as to how many Dwayne Johnson fans primarily think of him as The Rock, as WWE superstar, The Rock. We all do. And he still stays in the family and in the fold from time to time. But more, more people know Dwayne Johnson from Fast and the Furious or, or whatever project he's working on at the time than WWE superstar. John Cena now doing the Peacemaker, doing these major mainstream projects, the Transformers, all this different stuff. But I think most people hear the name John Cena and they correlate it with WWE still. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, yeah, not only that. And but- I think that's my point is, is I think almost to sound like a homer, why yeah. I look at Cena as such. Cena still, his his lifeblood is still sports entertainment. Yes. And what happens when a lot of top guys come back for a summer or for, you know, for whatever it is? They end up winning matches. They end up putting people down. And it's like, okay, we've got that moment of glory. When Cena comes back now, a lot of times somebody else wins. Yeah. And that's that's not that's not happening unless you've got a very unselfish person that is looking to use what he's done to push everything forward. So look at it. Yeah. So look at it from that perspective. And I like that, Sam, where where if you look at, okay, goat conversation, greatest of all time. Take away what my my perspective, how much who made the most money for the longest time, who who drew the biggest box office, who who drew the most ratings, who left the biggest positive imprint on the business as a result of what they did. And I would say I would put Flair up in that conversation because Ric Flair made a career out of making other superstars. Flair came around in an era where, you know, television wasn't what it is today. Social media barely existed. Ric Flair is American pop culture, but you, you know, it's almost scary to think what he could have achieved had the nature boy come around this day and age or at the same time as a John Cena. So, so it's, it's never truly a fair comparison. You can never compare John Cena to Bruno San Martino because they're two totally different eras. But cumulatively, the impact on the business, I don't know if anyone not named Undertaker or you know a, a certain promoter that employs all of us has a bigger <laughs> imprint for a longer period of time. Yeah, save, and, and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Hulkamania was American pop culture in that time. So I would say that's, those are the only, only ones I could see threaten 
seen his claim to to greatest of all time. But I think I'm I think I'm with you. Yeah, and I don't think we've even come close to seeing the end of Cena. No. I think Cena's Cena's got another ten years of popping in. Especially in the, the shape he keeps himself in, and let's be honest, oh. the, the the reduced schedule is going to preserve him a lot longer, right? Hopefully, yeah. we see him even if it's two, three times a year. Maybe it's once a year. Maybe it's an Undertaker situation where Cena comes back for WrestleMania. Okay, here's my money, and guess what? Here's an extra thirty bucks for the new shirt because I know I got to have that one too. Hundred percent. And 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 if you listen, every time he comes back, the crowd gets a little louder, a little louder a little louder because it's like, you know, we were talking about catching up to what Rollins is doing. I feel like the audience is catching up to the impact is catching up to, you know what? I know like we were all caught up in our feelings and I've been in, trust me, I've been in plenty of arenas and booed John Cena. There's no WWE fan. that's our age that has not been in arenas and booed John Cena. That's fine. But I think we all kind of, once he left, and we're able to step outside of that and we're able to kind of see it through the bigger picture. That's when we go, Oh wow. Like this is, this is our guy as a WWE fan. Not like he's my favorite. This is my favorite. If you are a WWE fan, that's your guy. To this day, when I meet somebody who is not familiar with me or, or, you know, meet somebody new and they ask, what do you do for a living? Oh, I work for WWE. I'm an announcer on Monday night raw. The first question they ask, do you know John Cena? Wow. 99% of the time, because that, that is everybody, that's the pop culture point of reference to and our you know, world, is that and guy. You know, and you know who that used to be? Hogan. Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And the Hogan spot was one of those spots for the longest time where it was like, that's just, that's an unattainable spot that will be there forever. Until John Cena has done what John Cena has done. And I think I would say I probably have a different level of respect, as does anyone who's been in close proximity to John, who realizes it's not just the company giving you an opportunity. You have to have pretty damn broad shoulders to carry an industry for as long as as John Cena did. And that speaks to the, the human being that is John Cena and the work ethic and the tireless tireless commitment to being the face of WWE and just the never ending amount of work doing it for year after year after year. I, I agree with you, man. I, I know we keep coming up with more reasons. We can sit here for another <laughs> half an hour, but yeah, here's another reason why John Cena is the greatest of all time. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I wanted to, to touch on that with you. I knew it was something very near and dear. Again, the not Sam wrestling podcast, find it wherever you get your podcast. Sam, if, if you'll indulge me, if you have a few more minutes, uh, because I am such an altruistic podcast host, and I am so grateful for your presence helping me navigate the waters of the WWE, that I am going to offer you the floor. I want you, Sam Roberts, professional broadcaster, last professional broadcaster, what is on your mind? What would you like to talk about on After the Bell? All right. Well, this is going to be, and I'll go like, okay, if, if Corey, Graves I've never done this by, for Vic, by the way, Vic never gets this privilege. Well, let's be honest. Vic would uh, flounder in this uh, situation. <laughs> he would fail miserably. But if I've got Corey Graves, I'd not say I'm wrestling and I don't want to blow smoke. And you know, I never would. However, your commentary. And as a broadcaster, I notice broadcasting. 
the Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Hell in a Cell match. We were just talking about Cody and Seth and all the storytelling, but commentary is a big part of it. And and yeah, broadcasting quality is important, but there's there's a lot of times in this crazy world that we love so much where that passion has to just push through everything for that for the appropriate story. And I felt like you were doing some of your best work, just clearing the field and 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 explaining the emotional story of of Cody and Seth at the Hell in a Cell match, specifically, specifically, and I texted you after the show because I liked the quote so much, the quote that obviously somebody must have heard me talking about it on my podcast or something because they decided to use it in the Cody and Seth video package that they put out when you said that the the fallen angel had gone into hell with the broken wing. And I'm like, oh, he's talking about his peck and then the whole thing. I just thought it, the whole thing was great, specifically that line. Is this something that you're sitting there going like, okay, well, if Cody, you've probably seen Cody in the in backstage before the match or whatever, you know he's got a legit torn peck regardless. Is this something that you're like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to think of something, some creative way to illustrate what we're about to see? Truth be told, I had next to zero preparation for any of the three Rollins-Rhodes matchups. And thank you for the compliment. I truly appreciate it. I appreciated the text after the, the show. Uh, I think Cody summed it up best when he was on this show a few months back, or right after uh, WrestleMania or WrestleMania Backlash. Cody said that he makes the music and the commentary provides the lyrics. And that resonated with me. And I haven't ever really looked at it that way where the music is what the, is what makes the song. The music is the structure of, of this beautiful moment of this matchup. And I was just providing the lyrics and that matchup, particularly because it was real, it was based in reality. I was genuinely concerned for Cody, who is my friend. And I thought he was nuts. I thought it was one of the gutsiest things I've ever seen. Also, that was pretty damn stupid. Not, not something I could say I would ever, ever would have done. But I was genuinely concerned for him as we just went on, you know, not too long ago. I'm the biggest Seth Rollins fan in the world. The connection I have with those two guys personally and what they've meant to me personally and the, the common bond, of course, being the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, it felt so natural to me to just tell that story because I know those guys and I think I know what they would want the lyrics to be. And I don't have that connection with a lot of guys. I do have connections with certain superstars who, who I'm friendlier with than others. But those guys, to me, I just connect with and resonate on a different level. So when they were out there doing their thing, I was, I, I, it was almost easy. It was almost easy. It was one of the easiest matches I've had to call because it was genuine to me. My reactions were genuine. At some point, Cody kicked out and I said, why? Why are you doing this to yourself? And that was that was me as a human being being concerned for a guy who is my friend. And I'm going, dude, why why are you doing this to yourself? You don't have just just stay down. Let this be over. The moment has been captured. Everyone will remember tonight already. Why are you still putting yourself through this? And in in the end of the match, as the the arena was you know on its feet celebrating Cody's victory, I knew I had to say something. I had to put a nice button on it. And I've always sort of gravitated to where I want to make things sound epic. That's just kind of like how I like yeah. things. I, I want things to sound 
way too epic, uh, hyperbole. I, I exist in hyperbole. That's, that's just what I do. And Cody kept looking up. Cody kept looking up in the cell. And he did it. And I went, hmm, all right. He's obviously looking up to Dusty. And it just came to me. I, I, I swear to God, it's just a, probably the result of having too many song lyrics committed to memory where I just took a little bit of this and a little bit of that and sort of mashed them all together and told this nice little story. And I, I didn't think anything of it until you texted me. And then that night I started getting all these other texts and I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I just thought I had a pretty cool call. I, I didn't think anything about it. And then the next day, you know, Cody actually thanked me. He's like, man, where did that come from? <laughs> well, because, because that call, that singular call, was the whole story. It wasn't just the match. It was the fallen angel refers to Cody being gone and coming back and broken wing. He's still fighting through it with a peck and hell in a cell. There's like, there's so much going on to surmise that in a sentence. It's crazy. Oh, I guess. And I didn't think about it like that, but, but I, again, I have to put the credit back on those two guys because they're the ones that told the story. They're the ones who, who played the music. All I did was I, I made the cliff note at the end. I made the synopsis. I, I was I was writing the back of the book. They told the story, uh, but they did so in such such a way that it was an easy to understand, easily digestible pro wrestling story, and it was beautiful. I thought it was great. I also loved that even some of the uh, more critical internet personalities finally had to give you a little bit of credit. Uh, but how how do you know? Like, is there something or does it just happen automatically where you go, yeah, this isn't going to be so much like wisecracking Corey Graves, who's there to to just fill his position. Like, I'm just going to kind of take over and not, not kind of like, not, you know, not, not be teasing, not be. It's not a conscious decision. Yes. It's, it's a feeling. I, f- if I feel it, you're going to get, you're going to get the real me. You know what I mean? I still love this. As cynical as I am and as jaded as I can be and as I spend time cracking jokes, if I think something sucks, usually I'm just going to make fun of it. That's just how I deal with life. But if I'm invested in something, if I believe in a case in point, Rollins and Styles on Monday night, I wasn't thinking, oh, this is raw. Hey, we have to throw to this package afterwards. I was a fan watching two dudes I have the utmost respect for tear it down. And they told the story and all I had to do was verbalize it. That's the difference. So many wrestlers, not only in WWE, but around the globe, it's a, almost a trope. We're going to go out there and tell a story. What's the story? Well, you know, I'm trying to win the match. Okay, you're, you're using the phrase, you're going to go out and tell a story. Me as a commentator, I should be able to watch your match and do what I did with Rollins and Rhodes. I hear story eloquently in, in a phrase, a paragraph, less than. You know what I'm saying? Because they laid it all out. They gave me all the tools and everything I needed. They told a story. There was backstory. There was emotion. There was drama. I just had to explain it. You know what I mean? So that to me is, is my, that's my gauge on things. If you're going out there and, and you're doing stuff that is fun or interesting to some people, I, I'm not never trying to disrespect it. But when you hook me, and that's what Rollins and Rhodes did, they hooked me as a fan. They dug somewhere deep inside of me and they went, hey, Matt, remember how you loved wrestling your entire life and this is all you ever wanted to be a part of? Yeah, they touched that. So again, all the credit in the world to those guys. I appreciate everyone, you know, giving me, give me a little uh, nod for the first time in my career. <laughs> but, uh, but hey, yeah. I mean, even, in, even in the wording, I feel like I would have been like, 
and the fallen wing with the broken angel is come. What did you just <laughs> say? I, again, I, I wasn't. I, I didn't have it written down, or I wasn't right. re- reciting anything. I was just like, hmm, what's the? Uh, and, and you know, listen to a lot of heavy metal. That's 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 who I give the credit for. A lot is, of heavy is metal. Is that what the? Is that what they're screaming? Yes, yes, more often than oh, not. Wow, I had no, I had <laughs> it's no very idea. epic, brooding, epic, all of it. Yeah. So, yeah. well, Sam, dude, I appreciate this. This was fun. Uh, it's nice for me to step out of my comfort zone from time to time and just be a, a fan again. And uh, you seem to bring the best out in me. And something I can't say about Vic Joseph, the voice of NXT 2.0, who, I mean, let's be honest, Vic may never come back. He's a negative guy. He's a negative guy and he brings people down. He's, He's not very nice. He's not a very no, nice person. He's not person. a nice guy. Not a nice very, guy. very bad guy. Bad guy. Bad person. Good wheel man. Bad guy. Bad person. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> Sam, <laughs> where can everybody track down the Not Sam Wrestling Podcast? You can get it wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Spotify. We're about to hit 400 weekly episodes. So you can uh, just look up uh, Not Sam Wrestling everywhere you get podcasts. You can follow me on social at Not Sam. Uh, YouTube, the whole deal. Uh, Not Sam everywhere. I mean... By now, you probably know where to find me. If you're not following me, you're prob- there's a good chance that you're specifically avoiding me, which I get. You know, what am I going to do? Comes with the territory. I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you're following <laughs> us at After the Bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at WWE Graves. Sam is at not Sam. And guess what? You can find Vic Joseph at Vic Joseph WWE. And please, please, I am requesting that you find him and you tell Vic Joseph very publicly via social media that Sam Roberts kicked his ass from a broadcasting (laughs) perspective. Let Vic know ASAP. Trust me. It'll make him feel good that we didn't forget about him. Make sure you're listening for free on Spotify. Just search after the bell and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. We'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, potentially less Vic Joseph, hopefully more Sam Roberts, and definitely more WWE after the bell.